Hi, and welcome into our podcast, The Quacks, a podcast about longevity. This is the place where you can learn how to get healthy and stay healthy naturally. I'm glad you joined us today. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome into The Quacks. We're in studio today with Dr. Phil Uphold talking about pregnancy. Welcome, Dr. Phil. Ah, thank you for having me back, Dr. Allen. I'm glad to have you here. This is... I think the sweet spot, the tender spot for most chiropractors, it certainly is for, for us at HealthQuest, taking care of pregnant women. There's no more fun group other than maybe taking care of those newborns right after they, they come out. And, and we wanted to do a show about that because so often people are shocked by that idea that a woman should and can get adjusted while pregnant and that newborns should be adjusted. And so that's what this show is all about, is we're going to get into the reasons why, the science, the logic, and what we've seen over our career is adjusting at HealthQuest well over a million people now, a million adjustments, and many of those have been pregnant ladies. So with that said, Dr. Phil, I mean, you have special certifications in this. What, what was your initial interest in taking care of pregnant women? Well, I, you know, I kind of came in on, from this on the back end because I, my first experience with a pregnant woman in chiropractic was actually my wife, um, and we were patients. And so my wife going through her first delivery, we had a huge child, nine pounds, 10 ounce baby, had difficulty with this pregnancy. She had chiropractic care through the whole thing. Um, and what I found out later is that there's differences between regular chiropractic care and specific chiropractic care for pregnant women. And so when I found that out, that was another reason I said, okay, I don't want to get my certification in this. I want to make sure I can take care of pregnant women and children properly. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, that's such a key point. And uh, same for me. Uh, well, not on the front end as patients, but uh, having we have three children and had all three of them at home naturally. Probably need to do a show on that as well. Um, but it all goes together. You know, the more – I guess at the heart of it, Dr. Phil, the philosophy – in modern medicine today is really interesting because medicine treats pregnancy as a disease to Absolutely. be managed. And, you know, there's so much liability. The highest liability for any medical practitioner are OBGYNs. And so I understand it comes from, in some place, uh, area of concern, but also maybe of just the legal cost. It's so frequent. The most, you know, litigious, the most sued medical professionals are OBGYNs. And so what that's created is this atmosphere where instead of saying, hey, this pregnancy is natural and it's part of how things work and have been happening for since humans have been around, um, it's managed more like you have diabetes or some kind of disease. And, that's, and, and just that alone of do you manage and go through pregnancy as if this is a normal, healthy uh, process or do you manage this like is a disease really changes everything, right? Absolutely. You know, if you look at our, our medical system right now, it's all about treatment, right? And pregnancy is not really about treating anything. This is a natural process that we've gone through for thousands of years. Um, and so one of the biggest questions I always get from, from people that maybe aren't familiar with chiropractic is, hey, I'm pregnant or my friend's pregnant. Is it safe for them to come and get chiropractic care? And speaking of, of malpractice, you know, I can't think of one case I've ever, I've ever seen, I've ever heard of, where any chiropractor was sued due to any um, injuries due to chiropractic care. And it's absolutely safe. And I, in my opinion, the most important time to get adjusted is while you're pregnant. I think you said while they're pregnant, you've never seen any of those laws. Exactly. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Um, 
We haven't either. And, and again, I think maybe the first thing we'd start off with is we have to take care of a pregnant woman differently than, you know, obviously a newborn, differently than a 100-year-old osteoporotic adult, and different than an 18-year-old football player. I mean, that's the art of chiropractic. So talk about that, Dr. Phil. What do we do? How do we adjust a pregnant woman? What's the logic? What are the tools and techniques that we use? Well, the technique that I was taught through the ICPA, which is the International Pediatric Chiropractic Association, um, was typically the Webster technique. Um, we have specific tables that are comfortable that adjust as the woman develops more. As you start to get into your late second trimester and thri third trimester, we can actually raise our tables up, take some of that um, discomfort off of the belly. A lot of women come in and they're like, oh, I can't believe I can lay on my belly again because they haven't laid on their belly for quite a few months. Um, and so that in itself is specific to the, our pregnant women. Second is we've got to do some specific leg checks to check and see, okay, is there any, any uterine constraint? Is there a reason that the contents inside the belly, the pelvis, these ligaments are causing the baby not to be able to move in its normal motion while it's inside the belly? It's got to go from that second trimester of being um, kind of floating around to start to turn its head and start to dip down into the pelvis. And if that's present, you know, we need to be able to palpate that, be able to feel their head engaging. Is it, in, is it floating above the pelvis or is it fully engaged into the pelvis? And so there's specific techniques on how to palpate for that too. Yeah, that's, I think most pregnant women, uh, many suffer from, from pain in those ligaments, the round ligament, the broad ligament, those, those ligaments under the belly can cause such severe pain in pregnant ladies. And also around the low back and the sacrum. And we've always seen when you start adding the weight of that child, any abnormal motion or subluxation that was in the spine to begin with really gets exacerbated commonly. Um, and just bringing symmetry back into the body helps those ligaments, helps take the tension out of them so women aren't so uncomfortable. And then also as women go into that third trimester and that relaxing hormones out there, and the pelvis starts to open up, we really keep a close eye on keeping that, that pelvis lined up so that there's plenty of room for that baby to come on out. And, and there's been so much work done on just how much less time a, a lady uh, getting chiropractic care through a pregnancy spends in labor. Uh, talk about that, Dr. Phil. Why is, how does that translate? Well, a couple of things. Going back to that, you know, if you look at any pregnant woman, as they get into that um, developmental stage, late into the second trimester, into the third trimester, you look at them, you'll see their abdomen starts to extend out, their back will start to curvature, and about 50% of women will experience low back pain. Um, in a study done combined with medical and chiropractic, they found that women that receive chiropractic care throughout their chiropractic, or through their pregnancy, 75% uh, of the 50% of people that have back pain actually have decreased or no low back pain due to that. Um, as far as talking about the pelvis, the pelvis and the broad and the round ligament, they all work together. The round ligament attaches to the top of the uterus and down to the pubic symphysis, that bone that you can feel down right in the very front of your, your pelvis there. And so if, that, if the sacrum, the, the sacral bone we'll call it, and the, the pelvis itself starts to twist or turn at all, it puts tension on that ligament and it's an entrapment area for the, the head or the shoulder so that it can get past that. And so doing those specific adjustments and doing that palpation, we can actually make a huge difference on that baby engaging into the pelvis properly. With my own son, he was born, he was trying to come out what we call posterior. Imagine a baby engaging into the pelvis and what they should be doing is that they, their head should kind of be over to, the, their face should be to the left or to the right side, I'm sorry, to the left side and turning back towards the sacrum, the back where your bottom's at. Well, with my son, he tried to come with his face coming out of the pelvis. And so it, you know, it was a very difficult labor. 
um, with proper chiropractic care, 90% of the time we can get that baby to drop right into the pelvis like it needs to and it'll make it, it like sliding through um, on a slip and slide basically through the pelvis. It really cuts down on the, the severity of the delivery. Um, it makes it safer and easier for that baby. Also, it stops some of those um, developmental problems that they have after birth. I think a lot of times uh, people, the next question becomes, well, how do you actually do the adjustment? Are you twisting a pregnant lady around to adjust her low back? And obviously it's, that's not how we do it, but can you, can you explain? I mean, what actually happens with the adjustment? We get them set up on the table, they're comfortable, then what? So depending on what we find, a lot of times what we'll do is we'll start to put pressure into the sacral tuberous ligament, depending on which side we find the entrapment on. Um, we'll, I'll utilize my thumb, we'll apply um, and pressure into that area. Um, and then what we'll do is we'll wait till we feel that ligament release. Once that ligament releases, then we'll come back and we'll do adjustment. And there's a lot of different ways we can adjust the pelvis. We could do um, side posture, Gonstead style, that's the way I prefer to do it. Um, you can usually utilize an activator. Um, some people utilize drops. I technically, I typically don't do that late into pregnancy, um, but I usually like the side posture. Then we'll turn that patient over. We'll palpate for those, those broad ligaments in there, the round ligaments. Typically it's going to be the side on the opposite of where the uh, entrapment is in the, in the pelvis. And then we'll apply the pressure into there. Sometimes it can take one to two minutes till we start to feel that. We want to feel the baby start to move and shift. And once we feel that, then we'll go ahead and take that pressure off. So that's a typical adjustment for just the pelvic area for a pregnant woman. And then we'll utilize the rest of the adjustment, adjusting the rest of the spine to make sure that all that neurological information is flowing down to the rest of the body. Yeah, we've always found clearing out the atlas C1, the top vertebra, is, is so important for pregnant ladies. The sacred tuberous ligament Dr. Phil's talking about is on the back side. It kind of is down in the lower butt area. Uh, the brown and rod ligaments, broad and round ligaments, we get to from the front of the stomach there underneath the belly. Dr. Phil, you talked about Webster technique earlier too. I know one of the, you know, there's many healthcare practitioners, uh, OBGYNs, there are folks in town that refer over to us mm -hmm. to help turn a child that's breech. And, you know, chiropractic now for decades through the Webster technique, we're really good at turning babies around. Um, can you kind of talk just now, I think, with, with how we do that, but can you just give a little more insight about uh, chiropractic and why it's so effective if, if the baby has feet first why that mom has to come in and 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 get adjusted so we get the baby head head down yes so with the with the breach what that typically means is that the baby's not engaging with the the head into the pelvis so there's about four different positions they can if you can imagine the baby being folded in half and trying to come with their butt out first that's that's a, um, a typical breech position they can come with one foot dangling down they can come with two knees dangling down. Um, they could even be transverse, meaning that they're laying horizontal in the belly. Um, and so by the time you get into the, the beginning of your third trimester, the baby should flip by then. And if not, most time your medical doctor, your OBGYN, they'll be concerned about this baby. And there's some medical techniques they can do. They can do a um, manual manipulation that they do late in the third trimester, which um, I've heard is very painful. I've had a few women that, that it's worked for, but it wasn't comfortable. I've had a lot of women that it didn't work for. And so Webster techniques are known worldwide. Larry, Dr. Larry Webster developed this technique in the 60s and 70s, uh, taught it to a number of people, and uh, that's what's taught at the ICPA. Dr. Claudia Anrig, who wrote the pediatric textbook, um, has mastered this and written extensively um, in, those, in, the, in her books. 
about that. But, uh, you know, it's not a safe way to have a baby. A lot of times, if these babies aren't turned, if they're not turned, they're going to end up in a C-section, absolutely. And that's the beauty of chiropractic. And again, where we started talking about earlier, not managing a pregnancy as as a disease, but saying, how do we make the environment healthy for mom and healthy for baby? We call it homeostasis. How do we um, create alignment so that there's plenty of room for that child so that mom's body is caring properly? And then a big one, Dr. Phil, that I've always found interesting is when, when a woman finally goes into labor, uh, you know, having things lined up, there's so much pressure when a mom is on her back in delivery on the nerves, on the blood flow. And that's interesting too, because that's kind of the preferred position in hospitals. But when you look out in, in other countries, and, and when, I know when we had our children at home, my wife was in a tub using gravity. And it's interesting, the contrast of how, um, how that works. What's your insights there? Oh, definitely. When you're laying on your back, you're working against gravity, obviously. But you know, a squatting position is a much better position. Um, you know, I've, I've never done, I've never, I've been with, um, there for all my, or my wife's, uh, deliveries. I got to deliver my first two children. Um, the third one was in a hospital, unfortunately, and we weren't able to do that. But, uh, you know, it's, once you go into that environment, it's, it changes because there's a time clock that starts as soon as you walk through there, you know, has your water broke, you know, um, how far are you dilated? You know, some women, my mother-in-law walked around for two weeks that was dilated um, to eight and didn't give birth, you know. Um, and she waited until it was time for that baby to come out. So there's all like, you know, every, what I always tell my patients is, is, this is your body. You have to make the decisions that are right for you and for your baby. And I can't make those decisions for you. I can give you information. Your doctor can't make those decisions for you. And so many times I feel that uh, patients really get almost scared into doing a lot of tests, a lot of things maybe that they didn't want to do. Um, you know, for sake of time and because of procedures, basically. Yeah, that's a real challenge. There are a lot of tests that can be done. Um, a lot of times, though, those results have false negatives, and you really have to know, you know, what, would you abort the baby if it wasn't healthy? Is that an option? Is that not an option? You have to be very clear. I guess you'd see it even on your morals, um, because a lot of these tests give false negatives or false positives, rather, that can create immense stress for the mom. Um, and then that translates into the pregnancy not going as well. So there, there's a lot of information for a lot of professionals to take in, but one thing we're certain of is women who get adjusted throughout their pregnancy are healthier and they have a much more comfortable, much more easier time of it. And it's where we really enjoy being able to give some advice that oftentimes maybe it's just a different perspective from the medical perspective of how you manage uh, a pregnancy. Definitely, you know, um, and I'll tell you that the time to really start thinking about your, your child isn't when you get pregnant, you really gotta start before that. And so I encourage women to really start to change their environment beforehand. You know, I've seen, I've seen women that were marathon runners be able to run marathons in their sixth and seventh trimester, or trimester, or sixth or seventh month, um, if they were doing that beforehand, but they were already, they were already doing those things. You know, you want to make sure that your nutrition's on target. You want to make sure that your body's healthy. You want to have the most, the best ability to have the most successful outcome for your baby. But, and that doesn't start from the day you get pregnant. That starts months ahead of time. It makes perfect sense. You, you touched on supplements. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, one thing that's been interesting to me that I've read some theories on lately 
is we're seeing a lot of these uh, latching problems with kids. It really seems that that's exploded where uh, there's a latch problem. And I've heard a couple theories saying they think it's because women are taking too much folic acid, which is interesting because we know when a woman's deficient from folic acid, it can cause some serious birth defects. Also, I know fish oil and omega-3 essential fatty acids are pretty important. Can you get into some of that, Dr. Phil? What should a pregnant woman be taking? I think most pregnant women know to go get a multivitamin, but beyond that. Yeah. So, you know, just a typical multivitamin for me isn't good enough. Um, it's got to be a whole food supplementation, something that's derived from actually from fruits and vegetables. Um, there's a product that I don't sell, but I, I highly endorse. It's called Juice Plus. They've had tons of studies, probably more studies than I've seen on any other supplement on pregnant women. Um, so that's a great whole food natural supplement to take. Um, you have standard process. Um, there's, they have some great whole food supplements. Omega-3 is absolutely essential, especially during the, um, during the pregnancy, but also after the pregnancy for mom, because the babies will be stealing these omega-3 essential fatty acids for them. And the more, the more births you had, the more likelihood you're deficient in those omega-3s. Um, so it's more common for women to have postpartum depression, coming in their third, you know, second, third, or fourth baby. Um, as far as the folic acid, you know, I believe that you should, you should get checked and see where are your folic acid levels? What's your past history? Do you have anybody in your family that has a neural tube defect, you know, like spina bifida? Um, in our family, that was a case, you know? Um, and so my wife definitely took her folic acid way before we ever thought about having it in the pregnancy. Yeah, we, I've seen with uh, those essential fatty acids, it's interesting that there's a correlation with children with developmental problems being oftentimes later children, third, fourth child. And there's another theory that, you know, the breast milk contains high levels of those omega-3 essential fatty acids. And if mom hasn't been putting those back in her body with the first child or second child, she's deficient for the third child and now that child's not getting those basic building blocks that we all need to develop our brain and our spinal cord. So uh, really important that a mom's eating well. And you know, I also want to touch on, because I, I know this is a touchy subject, but a lot, weight gain in pregnancy. You know, I, I, it's just interesting how sometimes that becomes like a, a free-for-all to eat whatever you want and then women gain a lot of weight and I, versus a lot of the healthy women we've taken care of who really have, you know, gained maybe 20, 25 pounds through the pregnancy. And, and it's interesting to see how quickly their body bounces back. Adriana, who's on our team, just had her second child. And I mean, she was like three days after she had the baby. And I think she looked healthier and stronger than she did before she was pregnant. And she had just been so conscious about her diet through her pregnancy. Talk about that a little bit, Doc. I mean, why does avoiding sugar and not binging on ice cream and just going crazy in pregnancy the way sometimes happens. Any insights there and why that needs to be avoided? Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, we always say you are what you eat. So you're in charge of another baby, you know, or another being inside your body. And so if we're putting junk in, what do you think the results are going to be? I always utilize, or you talk about, you know, up in Farmington where I'm from, my, my dad used to use drip uh, fuel out of the, out of the uh, oil rigs. So it's unrefined fuel and he put that into his cars and those cars would break down relatively quickly, you know? And so if you put junk into your body, if you're eating pickles and ice cream and you know, the Chinese buffet every day, you know, you're giving your, your baby crap basically. And so we've got to make sure that we're eating great protein. You know, we want, you know, a hundred grams of protein, 80 to hundred grams of protein on a daily basis, which is hard to do if you've ever tried that. Um, you know, 
um, good, uh, good essential fats, right? And, and staying away from the sugars and the carbs. Um, that weight that you gain, guess what? You gotta lose it when it comes off. And if you breastfeed, you're gonna have a, a better chance of, of taking that weight off faster, but that weight will still be around your tummy. And so you gotta get rid of that somehow. And so it, it's always about prevention, right? If you do it while you're, while you're pregnant, you're gonna have to be more effective at losing that weight afterwards. You touched on something too, Dr. Phil, that's one of the clinical tidbits we love to share on this podcast here on The Quacks. Uh, for women suffering with morning sickness, we learned this from our midwife, uh, 80 grams of protein a day, that's why we say shoot for 100, but it's just fascinating how when women who are suffering from morning sickness hit that 80 grams of protein, how that clears out, and I've seen it time and time again, and you touched on it. Doc, it's not easy for a pregnant woman to get in 80 or 100 grams of protein. I mean, it's work. And it, these days, there's enough protein shakes and things that it's, it's easier than it used to be just having to eat eggs and chicken and all that kind of stuff. But if, for those of you listening, if you ever come across a friend who's really suffering from morning sickness, the very first thing to do is get that protein up to 80 grams. And I have yet to see that not work as a solution for, for taking care of morning sickness. Looks like we're about at the end of our our show, Doc. Anything else to wrap up? Any last thoughts? No, you know, I encourage you guys. If you ever have any ch any questions about pregnancy, about children, um, there's a website that you can go to. It's called the ICPA, the International Pediatric uh, ICPA for Kids org. They have so much research out there. Um, it's not just chiropractic research. There's naturopathic research, midwife research, uh, OBGYNs on there doing research. There's a ton of information about children and, and, the, and pregnancy and the healthiest ways to raise those children. And also there's a great magazine. If you, if you go to their website, it's called Pathways. We keep them in our offices. You probably see them around. Um, always, you know, I think that's a great resource too. Definitely. ICPA for kids.com, international chiropractic. .org. Oh, sorry. ICPA.org for ICPA for kids.org. Yeah. And it's the number four. The number four. ICPA number four uh, kids.com. .org. <laughs> .org. There you go. Did I confuse you all enough? That stands for International uh, Chiropractic Pediatric Association. Pediatric Association. We messed that one up pretty good. <laughs> well, thank you, everybody. We appreciate you coming on the show today. And listening into the show, and as always, it's a pleasure. Thanks, Dr. Phil. Appreciate your expertise. Thank you for having me in. Thank you for joining us today on The Quacks, the podcast about longevity. Be sure to tune into our next show. Have an amazing, healthy, blessed, abundant week.